everybody. Happy Saturday. I really, really, really love doing a podcast on a Saturday because it's the end of the week. We're all done and tired. Uh, Saturdays, I get a little extra squirrely. It's kind of one of my uh, fun days, I guess you could say, even though all of my days are fun because my clients are really awesome. But um, Saturdays are kind of a little bit fun because it's you know, you have the fun day, you get it done, you're over with, you get home, you get to put on a movie, make some dinner with the kids, and just veg out for a while, because we all need that for sure. Last week, I think you guys remember that I did not um, have the microphone properly attached, and that ended up being a little bit of an issue, but I have to tell you guys, look, today, I, I ordered the proper attachment so that I have the converter. And so now we are all squared away. So I'm very excited. Now it's like this weird, massive microphone in front of my face. <sighs> okay, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of, it's just kind of weird, but it does all these fun little movement things and it's entertaining and, you know, all fun things podcasty, right? So at any rate, um, when it comes to today, welcome to the Capital Life Podcast. Um, this is where we, I have wanted to create a space where we could really capitalize on our life by sharing stories, talking about different tips and tricks to help us through, not just on a fitness aspect or a nutrition aspect, but just about life in general. We really want to share and just be able to be connected with one another um, and just discuss how things go because that's what... The capital life is. It's amazing. So um, today our topic is actually going to be my story, which some of you do know it. You've heard me probably ramble it off left and right. Others have never experienced any of my ramblings. And so I say welcome to you. You're, you might thoroughly enjoy. I'm a little crazy, but um, it's really funny because I last week I told you guys that my whole de web developers, app developers, marketing guys, all of them were like, hey, you need to do your story. And I said, stuff it. It's Thanksgiving. Stuff it is the topic. So the first episode was stuff it. If you haven't watched it, please go watch or listen, depending on how you're accessing the capital life. Um, go back and listen because it's kind of funny and weird. And it's me in my, you know, first debut, which is more entertaining. So anyway, um, today we're going to talk about my story, how I kind of came to be, kind of what I do, um, kind of a little bit of where it came from. Not, not the whole story, just a portion of it, because all of us have a story. Let's face it. All of us have a story that provides huge impact and insight, not just to ourselves in our own life, but also to those around us. And a lot of times we don't give ourselves enough credit for how we come to be and who we are and um, where we're going. So it's kind of nice to kind of always be able to connect with one another. Now, I do have something really exciting and I just stopped at a really good friend's house of mine and she has finally received her book. She wrote a book. And I know this is going to be the first of many, um, but this is 
Miss Audra Watley. I don't know why it is, but every time I want to say Audra Watley, I have to say it in like a British accent. And I'm not even really sure why, but I just think it's kind of funny. But this is her book and it says, if I'm not hypothyroid, what's wrong? And what I really like about it is it talks about the multi, it's the multi-dimensional approach to getting your energy back, which is really important to a lot of what we struggle with today because there's so much um, in our society, we created an environment that really just destroys our system. It, it destroys our, it sucks the energy out of us, right? We're going, going, going on a regular basis. And then when we turn around, we barely are running on low fuel or fumes and just pushing ourselves through. And so this book kind of addresses, you know, like you, a lot of people will get diagnosed with hypothyroidism and other people don't, and they don't have the answers. So this book is amazing with starting to answer some of those questions. And what you're looking for, what I really like is that it's the perfect size to fit in your purse. So you can easily read it when you like go and get your nails done because it just fits so perfectly in there. And it's a good read. Like, I mean, one of the things I look at when I open up a book is, you know, oh, okay. One, what's the font look like? And two, how bad, like how bad is it? Is it hard to read? Is it easy on the eyes? And how, like, how long is this going to take me? So it's going to be a really good read, not just a good read, but also it's easy on the eyes. The book is easy in the hands. And on top of it, it's just filled with tons of awesome information. So um, if you have not um, had the pleasure, please go ahead and get check out that book by Audra Watley, Audra Watley. Um, and order it. You can order it on Amazon. Um, I believe she has a website for it. I don't know if it's actually up yet, but I do know that the book's copies just came in. So that's very exciting. Congratulations, Audra. So to start off now, now, now we're actually going to talk about me. I guess so. I guess we have to. So anyway, um, once upon a time, there was a little baby named Abby. I'm just kidding. I'm totally not going to do that. That would be like absolutely absurd. So I actually um, have kind of always been a very active child. I have been um, always very passionate about sports, always a little bit of a tomboy, um, totally the kid that had the dresses, the smock dresses from her grandma, had to dress presentably for dinner because it was expected to be expected that you wore the proper attire at the proper place. However, you dang sure that underneath that dress was some freaking short shorts so that the boys couldn't look up for skirt when you're up on the slide and you could run and do anything you wanted. And I was totally the little girl that had the sneakers you know, where the shoelaces kept coming undone. So instead you just wrap them around your ankle and tie a knot on them so that they don't stop you and you can just keep on going, right? So it was totally that kid, just a go, 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 very driven, um, very passionate about pretty much anything. And um, I have to say, I was very fortunate to get some amazing genes, not just from, um, obviously not just my grandparents because they got it from somebody else and somebody else and so on and so forth, but um, very much um, was ple like pleasantly surprised to get some great genes. So I was a very natural athlete. Um, I would pick up things very easily. 
um, and almost become, I don't know, so driven to just challenge myself to always be the best that I could be. Um, and that's just kind of how I always naturally was. So any sport that I picked up, I would go straight trying to achieve the top level that I could. Um, and that's just how I was. I was, I started playing basketball in, I would say sixth grade was really when I started playing basketball amongst all the other sports I kind of dabbled in when I was little. Um, but then when I played basketball, I became quite hooked. I did a little bit of volleyball as well and up until high school and uh, my freshman year of high school, I, um, you know, like you would always end up, I would easily, easily on most teams be um, selected for like team captains or lead positions, et cetera. Um, because of my drive and whim and most people know me. So like, it's kind of just, it's just part of my personality and who I am. Now, when I started playing basketball, I totally just obsessed with it, wanted to go as far as I could. I went to all the camps. I went to, um, and even went to like UConn's university basketball camp where my aunt and uncle had lived at the time and stayed with them. I, um, came back, I went and tried out for high school. Um, I, there was a couple things I found out later that I didn't know, but when in high school, you know, we were part of the starting crew and there was, there was like three of us that were just like, just totally insane, totally driven, all of that. And, um, it was Thanksgiving weekend, ironically, how funny, cause it was like, <laughs> that's when I started the podcast. How weird. Yay, fun, fate, gotta love those things. So here I ended up doing, yeah, buddy. No, buddy, we're on a live podcast. Would you like to say hi to people? They don't want to see you crying. Are you Sam? Yeah, because you passed Joshua. I didn't pass Joshua. I did. I didn't pass Joshua. We're going to be able to play with him after. Okay? So let me finish this up and then we'll be able to play. Can you say hi to the people? I don't know, but I'm crying. Well, that's okay. It's all right to cry. Do you want to stay in here? No. Okay. So he's going to come join us. And um, so basically what ended up happening is, you can take this downstairs. No. Okay. So basically what ended up happening is I started, started playing basketball. We had a basketball tournament that was absolutely like, it's a big, it was a big deal. And it was like, a, like a two day, two or three day thing. Um, and I actually, there's this one girl on this one team that was, she was just a little mighty mite, right? I have to go. You want to say hi to people? Yeah. Okay. Well, we can't see them. They can hear us though. So that's why we got to use our happy voices. <laughs> so anyway, so I was playing, I was playing and there's this mighty might of a person. Like I, most people that know me, I am five foot. So I'm not that tall. I'm very short. And this girl was shorter than I was in addition to that she could jump so super, super high. And we, I mean, we're talking, she was just a mighty mouse. And so we were on a fast break. And we had to end up um, running from that fast break. Mm. And this girl, like I took off, planted my feet right underneath the basketball hoop. This girl comes running up. She jumps. Her butt is in my face. She jumps so high. And she knocks me over. 
my head falls all the way back. My body head hits the floor. My whole body falls all the way. And then I hit it again. And from that, from that, what ended up happening um, is I ended up getting a really bad head injury. And what ends up happening is in a game, you have your athletic directors come out and take you out of the game. Well, I thought I did something wrong. So I immediately was trying to um, deal with, hey, bud, go, go get it. He just got recruited for cookie tasting. So he'll hopefully he'll be a little bit distracted for that. So in any way, this um I so I got taken out of the game and what ended up happening, I thought I had done something wrong, which I hadn't. I was just on a fast break. And what ended up happening is they um I ended up going right back in, ended up getting like three steals and totally going and being able to do um getting all the passes, steals, like, and no, making extra no. points, and we won the game, and it was amazing. No. But then what ended up happening, look, no, Sissy's right there. Yeah, baby. I so then what ended up happening is we ended up being able to be, um, we ended up going up the ranks. We were doing amazingly well, but as soon as my body stopped, my, it was like my head caught up with me. And all of a sudden, what ended up happening is I had just had mind-blowing head like headache. I felt like my head was pulsing. I felt sick as a dog. I mean, obvious classic concussion situation, right? So, of course, my grandfather, you know, watches and he's like, oh, man, you had us worried. And then he just starts thumping on my head and I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, don't touch me. That hurts so bad. And it, it was one of probably the worst Thanksgiving experiences I've ever had because the entire weekend I was down and out. I couldn't be active. My light sensitivity, I didn't feel well. My mind was just exploding. And usually like with rest you had in head injuries, you end up coming around. And sadly, anytime I tried to exude myself, anytime I tried to exude any type of energy, anytime I really was trying to push push the limit and just be active. Um, I was having hard times reading at school. Like I was not being able to focus on my work, on my schoolwork. I couldn't focus on conversations, light disturbances, the works. And this lasted for months and we're talking eight months to be exact. Um, and my mother actually, we lived in the Chicago area in the Chicago suburbs and my, um, my mother had taken me to like all the, you know, top neurologists, all kinds of doctors, specialists to really try and find out what was wrong. Um, and sure enough, did all of the testing, nothing indicated that anything was wrong. And so one day my mom's speaking on the phone with my aunt and she said, she's still having those headaches. Are you kidding me? And I said, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, and she's like, you know, you should take her to a chiropractor. So, of course, my mom then asked my grandfather, who should I take her to? Because he was also in that area. He'd been going to a chiropractor for years that he just raved about. So, of course, he says, well, the only chiropractor I trust in that area is Dr. Dennis Malloy. And so my mom scheduled an appointment. And I didn't know what to expect. I'd never been to a chiropractor before. And my head is killing me, but I had been able to at least manage the headaches. Like it didn't bother me all the time, but it did bother me um, frequently and, and just on a whim. So of course I go into my appointment 
And, you know, here's this skinny, you know, like no haired man and with his glasses or whatever. And, you know, he's kind of quirky and weird and goofy, but, you know, and he's talking to everybody the same, like as if he knows that, you know, everybody knows him. I've never met him before, but he's just sitting there all squirrely and kind of just like, okay, this is an interesting guy. Let's, let's see where this is going. I'm like 14 at the time. Remember? Okay. I was, I was a freshman. So of course, like when you're 14, you're very impactful. You're like, who are these people? So I'm sitting down and he's saying, you know, he takes out his, you know, like now I know it's range of motion. He's testing my range of motions to the degree level, which I did not know what those things were then. So he's taking these things out and he's like, okay, turn your head left, turn your head right. Okay, let's tilt. And then when I, he tilted and he pushed down on my head and I just had a skyrocketing pain to my brain, right? Just the most intense. And I just was like, oh man. And I just started like almost crying in front of him. And I just looked at him and I was like, how dare you push on my head and cause me so much pain? What the hell were you thinking? You know, like I had been managing all of my pain. What is wrong with you? Like, who is this guy? And now he's laughing because he knows he's right. Like, what is wrong with this man? And um, sure enough, he's like, okay, let's go get an x-ray because I know exactly what this is. And he's all chipper and I'm pissed off because now I'm actually hurting again. And then we did the x-ray and comes back and he's like, yep, your axis is out of place. Absolutely. Like that was really bad one. Da -da -da. He put me down on the table, adjusted my neck and then instantaneously, no, no headaches, nothing. And I, I went in for some tune-ups from time to time. Sometimes like I can actually now I'm very much more self-aware and like cure, like everything's perfectly fine. So now I know, know why this guy was jumping around and laughing like a bumbling idiot because yeah, he's freaking whiz kid that knows his stuff and he, he just heals people on a regular. So it was my first introduction to this guy and I was like, what is happening? And it was very interesting, but very life-changing. Now, to move forward, you'd think that I would just jump right back into my sports and things like that, but we forget that when we aren't as active, we become deconditioned. And when we become deconditioned, we can't hack it the way that we did unless we get back and do intensive training. So when I went back to try out for basketball, I couldn't I couldn't do the things that I did before. I was tremendously out of shape. I was still in decent shape, but I was tremendously deconditioned from what I was before. And in addition to that, all of the, my old um, teammates completely forgot how I played. It was like they, they forgot like some of the moves or some of the passes that I would do. Um, and it's because before we were so in sync with each other, it was almost like you could read each other's brains and, and just know where you were supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. And instead I was gone. It was, there wasn't really a place for me there anymore. So it was very heartbreaking because then you're kind of lost and you're, you're like, what, you're start, you're, when your identity is it being an athlete and then that sport gets taken or gone, you're confused and you have to reassess, where am I going with this? 
Um, guys, if you are signing on, please comment below and let me know that you're here. Let me know where you're from and let me know what your favorite holiday activity is. Um, so in, at any rate, I'm having the face deconditioning. Time passes, spring break comes. My grandparents at the time had a place in Indian Wells, um, Indian Wells Country Club in Indian Wells, California, which is also, for those of you that don't know, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump from Palm Springs. Um, not even, like, lines. Oh, I love you too, honey. Hi. Um, so basically, um, we used to go to their house for spring break. We would um, fly to Palm Springs, and we would spend our week of spring break in Palm Springs, which was amazing. However, my sister at the time did not have the same spring break time period. She was in college, I was in high school, and her spring break time was the week prior. So I didn't have anyone to hang out with. So it's just me sitting around the pool, bored out of my mind, trying to be entertained by a book or a magazine. Um, you know, you're kind of in an older, older facility area where, you know, it's, I mean, they're gorgeous houses, amazing area, but it's a more of a senior, senior living type of neighborhood rather than a kids hanging out. So one day it was just kind of bored. My grandfather had always tried to get us to play golf, which I thought was the dumbest sport ever. I just never understood it. Um, and he always tried to get me and my cousins to play. And, you know, some of, you know, some of us were like, okay, whatever, we'll just do it because you're wanting to. And I had no interest whatsoever, but I was bored out of my mind. So I decided to take the golf cart for a stroll and drove over to hit balls and dink around and just kind of entertain myself, you know, mindlessly keeping myself distracted. And at the time that I had gone over there, um, I, you know, take his clubs out. I'm trying to hit a ball. Can't hit a dang thing, like, to save my life. Um, like, of course, I think this is the stupidest sport in the world because I can't even hit a freaking ball. And at that time, when I was about to just throw in the towel and go back and do nothing, his, um, his golf professional, he, um, my grandfather believed in taking instruction from women pros. So he, he liked that women weren't as aggressive with their swing and they actually would um, take more of the time or ease and care that you put into the game and shaping shots and things like that. Men do that too, but there's, there is a little bit of a difference that you can tell. Um, and in that moment hit his golf professional, I guess, in lessons approached me and jumped in and said, I see that you're struggling. Let me try and help you out. And she started giving me some pointers and gave me a lesson right then and there. And of course, the natural athlete in me just took over and the rest of the trip, I was hooked. Um, I, as soon as the sun came up all the way to when the sun went down, I was on the driving range. I was chipping, I was putting, I was doing all the things, um, that avid golfers did. I became obsessed and what ended up happening is I ended up going out for the golf team when I got back. So this is, my sophomore spring break, just learning the sport, and then come that summer, jumped into tournaments, then also being exposed to that, tried out for the team junior year, and then 
got ranked number one for our um, our high school golf team. It was, however, my, the coach came up to me and said, you know, you're ranking number one, but the girl that is a senior this year has been waiting four years to become number one. Do you mind taking the number two spot instead? And I said, of course, I've never done this before. I don't want to step on anyone's toes. So going forward, I ended up playing number two and then became number one player on, um, on the senior level. And now for those of you that don't know that don't play competitive golf or anything, when you do a high school team, you take the top six players and you give them the number one, two, three, four, five, six. It doesn't mean you're the best or whatever, but you normally like the top scoring person. Um, the top scoring person usually plays the number one from the other team. You guys go out and you try to basically, um, you know, either beat the other one or keep it at even so that you're not losing and letting your team down. Now, that ended up being my experience. And thankfully, um, it was it was really interesting because it ended up taking up a whole other turn that I never even anticipated. Because as soon as senior year came, I actually had enough credits to graduate early. And because I because I was so interested in writing um, and I had a lot of extra writing classes and those led me to ending up being able, having the opportunity to graduate early from high school to which I ended up attending David Ledbetter Golf Academy. Now, David Ledbetter Golf Academy is one of the top two um, golf schools in the country. It's one is Hilton Head and the other one's David Ledbetter. Now, David Ledbetter is based in Bradenton, Florida. Um, Bradenton, Florida is right off of, um, it's not too far over from Sarasota, Florida. And it's just this small little dinky town where this, um, group called IMG Academy has decided, you know, Hey, this is a great location for athletes. And, you know, it's just off from Sarasota. So it's got the Bradenton, um, they, the Bradenton zip code. So I'm sure it was more affordable to build on that lot of land, but they made this huge like empire for athletes and they, IMG Academy is basically, um, opened up. I mean, they had us soccer teams there. They had basketball training, they had baseball training. They had, um, they had, they have voluntary, all of your main, like really amazing tennis athletes. And then you have David Ledbetter and it, they're kids. And this is like kids training. So it was just this, a huge environment where all of these people come and they have a school that's on site for element, all the way from elementary to high school for these kids so that they can wake up in the morning, go to school for a half day, by the way, not for a full day, for a half, they're going to school for a half day, but they're getting up super early so they get their full day in. So we're talking, as soon as you wake up in the morning, it's 5 a.m. Like you get up at 5 a.m., you have trainings. Your training is designed to your particular sport to enhance your performance. Then you go to, to breakfast, right? Breakfast, there's even a nutritionist. You have your nutrition panels giving um, all of your selected, hey, this is what you should be fueling yourself. These are ideal meal selections and things of that nature. There was even a nutritionist on staff that would meet with kids individually if they were having a hard time gaining weight or like not getting some of the um, nutritional, the energy that they needed from their fuel. Um, so they, 
they had that covered. I remember one kid, he was a hockey player and he was a goalie and he, um, he wasn't making enough weight. He wasn't eating enough because he needed to gain more. And so they had, he literally would have to sit down with the nutritionist while she just sat there having this, eat this massive amounts of food. Um, but it was amazing that here it's like, here's breakfast, here's your selections, here's your things. Then on top of that, after you're done, you go change and get ready either for school or your sport. Some kids would have their sport in the morning. Some would have their sport in the afternoon. It just depended on what their schedule or what their choice was. Um, I was fortunate enough that I had graduated early. So I just got to go play the whole time and just train the whole time, which was amazing. Um, and so it was, okay, catch the bus because you're heading over to the, to either the course or the range or wherever your group is going for the day, have intensive training the whole time. In addition to coming back, when you come back, you eat lunch, you have about 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes of downtime, have to catch the afternoon bus for practice two. And then you're out there for a couple hours, you come back. You have a choice of being, if you didn't do PT in the morning, you can do PT in the afternoon at five before dinner, or you can do it in addition to, if depending on how passionate and where your energy demands are. And then from that, you then go um, to dinner. And then by then you're done, you're tired. <laughs> like it didn't matter how old you are, you are white. So that was like, that was kind of like my life in a day for a good, like two years. It was one of the best times, one of my best experiences in my life. We had in that group of people, you had between, I don't know, 50, 60 countries represented in a block, which was way cool for someone that has never left the United States. And then all of a sudden she's going into an environment in Florida where there's 50 to 60 countries represented. And then you're learning about other people's cultures. You're learning about other people's languages, their beliefs, how they do things, how their country does things. It was absolutely fascinating. And one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. And what I did not realize is that that place was one of the beginning defining moments of what capital health is, the essence of which it is. Um, a lot of people notice that in my logo, in if you look at my logo, you can find the KH in the logo, but what you don't notice is this trifecta, this trinity, right? So it's basically focusing that you have to have harness and balance of all. And um, going to David Ledbetter really started implementing, it's about the exercise it's about the nutrition that goes into your, into your body. It's about the psychology. We even had sports psychologists that would come and work with us personally and see how things were going to teach us different mantras and, and get your mindset for performance. Now, what I found interesting is I didn't realize that all three of those components were really being instilled into me and was, I was experiencing why it's important to have the whole package Right. And what I found so interesting is, too, is I started to observe the kids that I was training with. Now, it was nice because it, I felt like I belonged somewhere because I was always a little bit, um, 
I don't know, maybe a little self-conscious that I was so passionate about sports and then some people would find that it was a little strange. And what really ended up being the thing is I fit, I fit in with the kids there. However, when it came to learning about your golf swing, I wanted to learn about everybody's mechanics. I didn't want to learn about my, just my own. I wanted to learn about everyone's. We would sit down, you'd videotape the swing, you go, you put it up onto the chart, you do all of the diagram things, and your coach would instruct you on what you needed to work on. And usually, after you were being assessed and reviewed and given your tips and your assignment, all the players would get up and just leave. I would stay through every single person's evaluation because I was fascinated with understanding why. Why does it do this? How, what are you doing with your body that's affecting these things? What are the outcomes going to be? What are the, what are the possibilities? Where does it come from? And so with that, it really started harnessing in that, um, that image. Now, to phase forward, I ended up getting recruited to a community college in California. A lot of my college funds went to supporting me at golf school, um, which was not a waste. It was so worth it. Um, and what ended up happening was the um, I ended up needing to catch up on my, on my general studies. So I went to a community. I got recruited to a community college in California, um, and decide and basically caught up on my general studies and in the meantime while I was there met my husband who ran the local bowling alley um there and that's a whole nother story that we'll have to tell you in a different podcast whenever I decide to have my husband on we've been having chit chats about the fun squirrely things we can talk about on the podcast so that should be entertaining to say the least um but in the meantime when i met my husband um i i thought he was my age i thought he was like four or six years older tops did not realize that he was 10 years older and then it was like oops it's too late he's we were totally in sync so um and so then i kind of became insta mommy um because little rudy my oldest he's now going he's gonna be 24 and just a couple weeks so um but when i met had when i met his dad um little rudy was six and so um and then we dated we dated for a little bit and then i really became insta mom around when he was seven seven and a half so um which just is super rewarding and it also really taught me to kind of stay focused on school and like close to being with home and family values etc so at any rate, um, in the meantime, you know, I'm trying to finish up school, end up um, expecting my daughter after, um, you know, unexpectedly, she was 100% birth control baby, I'm just telling you, and I'm a really good life lesson person for all those, like, kids in college, like, hey, you know, there's like a 4% chance, and if you met her, you know why she's here, because she's coming whether you're ready for her or not, so... <laughs> Um, and when, um, in the meantime, while I'm, well, after she was born, you know, you're, and I had to take a break from school because my energy levels were toast and like going through pregnancy, especially the first time around, it can be exhausting. Your body just goes through a total transformation and you just toast. So going through that, I ended up taking a break from school. And then after she was born, I picked it back up and then I was finishing school 
and got my degree in, um, I got my bachelor's in health and wellness. Um, if you don't do, if you don't do health, if you don't do anatomy and kinesio, if you don't do kinesiology, um, you end up canceling out one or the other. So it's like, if I decided to be all nutrition, I would have become a dietitian. I would have lost all of the anatomy and physiology, um, like all the kinesiology, all the kinetics, everything. But if I went into kinesiology, I would have lost all of the nutrition. So it ends up being like this double-edged sword of like choosing between children, like, and it doesn't really work, especially when you have to blend it and make it balanced. So in, in regards to that, I ended up um, getting my degree, my bachelor's in health and wellness, and then I decided to allow my certifications speak for themselves. So I ended up getting my becoming a certified personal trainer, but from National Academy of Sports Medicine and add, added on to certification after certification. Now, when I went to apply, I went and applied for my first job, really it was my first job in my career, in my subject field, um, to which I had actually gone through a huge transformation of, you know, having gained weight in college because of the being prescribed on a medication that made me go from 102 pounds to 183, then coming off the meds, being able to lose a lot of that weight, but then, hey, my body's not the, the cute little tiny package it originally was. And then on top of that, oops, you just lost all that weight. Now you're pregnant. Now you got to do it again. And that was not <laughs> something to, you never, you always, those curveballs, you never really ask for them. It just kind of always, they just happen. So um, what ends up happening is I ended up having to lose my weight again, but I was having a hard time at the beginning. And while I was finishing up school, my husband and I had memberships at Lifetime Fitness because we would go to Lifetime Fitness. They had the child, a really good childcare that watched my daughter so I could finish the school and I could also be able to do, um, do my workouts. And when I was having a hard time starting to lose the weight, I had gone through one of their metabolic assessments where I actually learned about heart rate training and how oxygen and carbon dioxide levels and that exchange your VO2 levels um, would profoundly affect your heart rate's ability, the, how much you can do, um, how much fat burning ability your body has within its heart rate and oxygen load, et cetera. And it's, it, became, it became absolutely fascinating. So immediately got a heart rate monitor, started paying attention to exactly where my heart rate zones were, became obsessed with it and lost my weight within, you know, I lost all of that baby weight within like four months and was just in one of the best shapes I've ever been in my life. And then in turn, when I finished my degree, I went and applied for Lifetime because I wanted to work for the cream of the crop. I was so impressed with um, the amazing, the amazing services that they did have. Now, after I got hired, it became apparent to me on how it's not just, it's not lifetime itself. It's just companies in the industry in general function like a shark. It's a sales game. And um, I'm not good at selling people things they don't need. I just, I loved working for lifetime in the moment. I thought it was, it was huge opportunity for me. I like the people that I worked with. However, I started to notice things that needed to change within the industry itself that I personally didn't like. And um, 
I also started to notice it was, you know, this is where capital health, the start of capital health came. It was all, you know, golf school made a huge impact. Now here I'm working at Lifetime and I'm noticing things about the industry that are flawed and need fixing, um, preying on people's insecurities to sell them services does not make sense to me. It, it, it's appalling. You don't make someone feel bad about themselves and then sell them a crap ton of things that only maybe two or three out of the 10 things you sold them, they actually can use. So what ended up happening is I had, um, I ended up working and I started, you know, I had some team weight loss groups and I had some team fitness groups and I had different things that were going on. And there was a team challenge that ended up happening. Are you okay? Excuse me. My youngest, his name is Micaiah. He is five years old. We have a house of three dogs. So we have my mother. My mother lives with me and my husband. And we have my son, um, who is five. And then I have a daughter that is 13, the one I was pregnant with while I was studying and finishing school. She is my 13-year-old. And my oldest is soon to be 24. So we have kind of a full house. And when they start getting rowdy sometimes, it's not all happy smiles and giggles. And it just is what it is. And that's how it is. But, hey. I think that you know us. I think that Memo's downstairs. She'll either give you a cookie or some ice cream. Do you want some ice cream? I want some Okay. Go get Sissy. <laughs> He'll calm down, I promise. Some of it's a, some of it's a fake cry because he just wants the hugs and snuggles, but you got to love the five-year-olds, right? So at any rate, um, when we did, we like there was a team challenge that um, Lifetime put together. They wanted to see how many people could burn, burn the most calories and all of those things. So what ended up happening is I put a team together and I needed to come up with a name for the team. And somehow I came up with Capital Health. Now, for those of you that are aware, Capital Health is spelled K-A-P-I-T-O-L. Now, the reason why it's spelled one with an O, right, is because capital is like your monument, right? Your body is a monument. You should treat it like one. K-A-P are my initials. So it's Kristen Abby Pagood, okay? A lot of people don't know that Kristen's my first name. That's going to be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> like, but you'll, you'll learn at some point. So my first name is technically Kristen. And, like, and then it's Abby Pagood, which is K-A-P. So that's where you get capital health. You can't get capital health without this one. So... At any rate, what ends up happening is we do a team challenge. I come up with the name Capital Health, and in the team challenge, that's where it started. The name was created. So that just started to start 
generate. It just started simmering in my head. I started witnessing um, one of my clients who was part of my team weight loss. She was with me for a long time, like probably about a year and a half. And her father passed away and she is of the Jewish faith. And in the Jewish faith, you have to sit, sit Shiva after someone passes. And in addition to, you have to attend Midian for a year. If it's an immediate um, family member, you have to attend Midian. And the only time that she could fit that in was when she, in the morning during her teen class. And what was really sad about that is that, you know, she's MIA for almost six months until she was able to move it into the evenings. So of course, when she came back, the whole group was just thrilled because we've missed her so much. She comes back. This is a rejoicing moment to get in the door. I can't believe you're here. We're so excited. You're home. Like, get, let's get this going. And instead of being excited, instead of being thrilled, she walked through that gym like a walk of shame. She's tugging on her clothes because they obviously fit a little bit tighter than they did before because she hadn't been as active. She looked pale. She looked fragile. And she was, you know, as much as we were happy to have her there and embrace, she did not feel, I don't know. I'm not her, but I mean, she, you could tell she felt uncomfortable. You could feel she was on, she did not want to come back. She was not comfortable in her own skin. She, you know, it, it was walking into the gym where you feel a lot of judgment because you can't fit into the Lululemons of, of workout wear, or you can't, you have to look a certain way or be a certain way or have a certain type of energy. And so sadly, after she came, she came for a couple times that week. And then I hadn't seen her since. And it was one, it was something to me that I didn't like seeing. I didn't like seeing that such a wonderful person that had so much care and heart for her family, that's trying to come and do something for herself, did not feel welcomed and involved in, um, in the place that she should have been. And instead it turned into something of judgment and awkwardness and uncomfortability. And that I felt needs to change. So after that, everything started to like kind of just simmer in my head, really tr just kind of transforming into something that I didn't even anticipate. And lo and behold, I end up um, realizing after, you know, another person ends up can't comes in because their kid's sick or another person forgot their gym shoes or the other person forgot to put the gym bag in the car and they only have their work clothes. So it was one thing after the next. I'm like, there's all these excuses that just keep coming into play. We have to be able to do something about this. And that's where I decided to start a company um, to basically provide services for people in their home to eliminate the life struggles that everybody has so that it's like, you don't need to sacrifice from who you are anymore. You don't need to keep having life obstacles become an interference to your goals. Like, let's make sure that you are taken care of a hundred percent first and foremost, and let's, let's cut the crap and we'll be there to take care of you. And that is how I started capital health. Now, the only difficult thing about that is Lifetime has a non-compete in their employee contracts, where a lot of companies do. 
So now theirs wasn't as bad. It more was like you couldn't practice with certain miles of that area. And of course you can't take their materials, et cetera, which I never do anyway. A lot of trainers that I knew that started their own stuff. And a lot of times they take a lot of their clients with them, like basically poaching their clients, bringing them with, which to me is just kind of a big no, no, cause it's kind of like karma. You don't want to mess with that. Um, you leave it and start. And, but I needed to keep working. And until I could build it, I, um, I wasn't really sure what the answer was. And so one day I was working out and, you know, doing something silly because in your youth, you sometimes do silly exercises that you think are fun. And I had a rib that got out of place. So of course I'm thinking, I need to get this rib put in. Dr. Malloy can fix it. You remember him? Remember guys? Remember how we were talking about Dr. Malloy, the skinny, quirky, bald guy with the glasses that was laughing and goofing and making my head hurt and I thought he was nuts. That guy. So I go back to Dr. Malloy. I walk in. I hadn't seen him in probably a couple, probably three or four years, maybe even five. I, I really don't. I lost track. And I walk in there and I said, hey. He says, oh, hey, you haven't grown much. Ha ha. Because I'm five foot. Get it? I'm just not going anywhere. I don't have height issues, so it's not that funny to me, but he thinks it's hilarious. So, okay. So I go in there. I'm like, hey, by the way, can you can you throw this rib back in? Because it kind of hurts. And like, oh, what were you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Something's obviously that I shouldn't have been or whatever. And so he said, oh, what are you up to? What have you been up to? And I said, oh, I'm working over at Lifetime. And he just kind of tilted his head. He's like, really? What are your credentials in? So I kind of just told him I was, you know, corrective exercise and a trainer. And I ran like all of the different specialty things over there and he immediately looked at me and said that's fantastic and he and I was like okay why and he said my son is going to chiropractic school and I need someone to take over the rehab over across the office that I have for my clients and I kind of looked at him and was like okay are you what I I don't understand are you offering me a job or like, I mean, I'm making pretty good money over a lifetime. Like, I'm not really sure where he was going with it. And he said, yeah, you want to see the office? So totally just thought he was joking. He's all hyped up and excited. And so he shows me the office and like, okay, this is a cool spot. Like, he's like, I can get you any equipment that you wanted. And, you know, you can pick your own schedule or whatever. I was like, okay, well, yeah, sure. And he's like, okay, we'll call you. And I, you know, we'll meet for lunch. We'll talk numbers or whatever. So just left. This was in June. This is in June. So then, you know, I leave, back's good. They hadn't really needed a tune-up. And sure enough, the man calls me in September and says, hey, now the great thing about this is the timing of all of these things. My son was getting older. He's getting closer and closer, you know, to, you know, we're talking 12, 13, 14. So he's staying up later and later. I'm running a 5 a.m. boot camp at Lifetime. So I can't stay up to midnight to watch him, I'm exhausted. Like I'm going to bed at 8.30 and waking up at 4 a.m. and then having to have the energy to withstand not just my young daughter, but also my older son who still needs supervision, right? And so he calls just in the nick of time where I'm starting to be burnt out and makes me an offer. And so I ended up starting and going working for the man that fixed me to begin with, which, 
how amazing is that? So I had one of the best times working for him. He is an amazing employer. Not only did he enhance my knowledge for more, um, he really just gave me a place that I needed. I needed at the time and I have nothing but all love in the world for Dr. Malloy and everything that he provides for his clients. In addition to the clients that I got to meet working for him because they are amazing people. Um, so the best part about him as well is I told him up front that I wanted to start Capital Health, that it was a dream of mine. And he, you know, and he said, he's like, he, he's like, that's, that's tough business. He's like, you know, I've never, he's like, I've heard a couple of people that have wanted to do like in-home training and things. And some of them can make it work and some of them can't, but he's like, if you're going to do it, go for it. Like by all means, I'm not going to stand in your way. So I, I would end up working, um, two days, like two days a week, I would do my capital health clients. And then I would, you know, work the rest of the days at um, Malloy and I'd work six days a week, raising the kids, doing all of the things. Um, in addition to trying to get the business off the ground and expanding on those capital health hours as well. But, um, what was really interesting is as my love for working for Dr. Malloy, in addition to trying to get the company up and going, I, it was not coming to fruition. It was not go becoming the essence to what I wanted it to be. And so, um, we ended up having some life change things happen. My mother, um, my mother was getting older. Um, she also her, her medication, she has stage, she has stage four kidney disease. Um, she's great. She's not in terrible shape at all. You know, usually when kidney disease starts hitting that 13%, you start getting a little worried. She's like, you know, 47% kidney functionality. She's doing fabulous. So, but her medications wear on her organs and that ends up being an issue in addition to her having knee issues and needing a knee surgery. And then the house that we were living in, they have these winding stairs. So then it really was like, Hey, we need to build a downstairs bedroom for her to at least be able to take care of her in her aging years. However, our, you know, the city ordinance wouldn't allow us to go back the additional distance that we needed. So then of course that changed. And then my aunt just, you know, out of the blue was like, why don't they move to Texas? They, you know, they've got downstairs masters and guest suites downstairs. They should come over here. And ironically, we were scheduled to go visit family in Texas, um, like, in that month. And so when we got there, my aunt set me and my husband up with the realtor to go tour the towns of Texas to see where, where it might be a big fit. And in the making of that, we pulled into this small little town, like this town, McKinney, which isn't really a small town. It's actually quite big. It's amazing. It's amazing here too. Um, and I mean, we pulled into downtown McKinney on the square, and it looked like a freaking Hallmark movie. Like we're like I literally got out of the car and said to my husband, "Did we just get into a Hallmark movie? Can we live in a Hallmark movie?" And so we started contemplating. And sure enough, by the time that the idea of us moving for the sake of my mom and making sure that she was established and moving closer to some family members that could help, next thing you know, our house the house is being sold. 
this put in the market on April 28th, my grandmother's birthday, and then was sold within 10 days. And then we were here and in McKinney in June. And what is even more strange is because I was terrified because I didn't know what marketing was. I didn't know what chamber of commerce was. I didn't know what businesses did and how they expanded and um, built their business. I worked in a gym. I built a reputation in town. People knew who I was. They would then work for the chiropractor. I was getting my business up and going, but my people knew who I was there. So I didn't really have to worry about finding the business or how to do it. Now, what ironically ended up happening is as I came here and started to expand, basically really rebuilding the business here, which thankfully I had a good client list from people from Chicago that stayed virtual clients. So my overhead costs of the business, running the business is fine, but then I had to find funds to be able to pay myself. Right. So like, you're, you just have all of those stresses of what is to do. But what I found in my marketing is I kept meeting people that were able to team with me so that I could actually fulfill the dream of what Capital Health's purpose was. And that is where the huge gift of everything that Capital Health is, is you know, you have the defining blessings that bring you. You don't always know where fate's going to take you. You don't know. Golf school taught me the structure of how important everything incorporated, all of its blending and all of its awesomeness and how if you don't take in consideration that what your body needs inside, also what it needs outside, what your brain, what your spirit, what your psyche needs to be able to develop, if you don't have those things in unison, you cannot grow. In addition to here, I'm learning about how to fix the body from the chiropractor. Basically, what is going on with your body? How can we train and fix these things so that we can actually get you to square one so you can actually progress and go forward? In addition to working for Lifetime, which showed me how so much of what the, what the industry is doing behind closed doors and not in front. So you see all the bells and whistles and the shiny glamour on the outside, but in the inside, there's a lot more discussion going on on what can you sell, who can you sell it to, and what fad's trending, right? And it's taking knowledge that you know from school and that you could make and magnify for your client but then you're almost dumping it just for the quick sale, which is bullshit. And it never should even exist. So this is where Capital Health came. This is where Capital Health came to be. This is kind of where me and my quirky personality <laughs> took all these different pieces of my life. And that's where I find it really important for all of you guys to remember is that faith is fate takes over and even when you least expect it there is defining moments in some of the most simple parts of your life that you never ever anticipated and it's really important for everyone to keep their eyes open to what's happening because even when we don't realize it that one person ends up showing up in your life 15 years later and then ending up taking you in, even giving you even more education and more guidance, and then even and then 
use you being able to use the gifts that you have, your God-given gifts, to be able to magnify the impact that others have on you to also go and impact others. And it's all about that camaraderie, sharing your life story with others and why it's so important. Because when it really comes down to it, energy doesn't die. It never has. Energy doesn't die. We always make an impact on each other. You, I make an impact on you, you then make an impact. And it's a continuous change. It's a continuous growth. And it's all this amazing awesomeness of like evolutionary beginnings, right? So with that, I'm just going to tell you guys, keep your guys, keep your eyes open, keep your hearts like always seeking, seeking for truth, comfort, and joy, and trust your gut, okay? And with that, I'm going to say, it's been a long time. I appreciate you listening. <laughs> We're in an hour, guys. An hour. I hope that was entertaining. <laughs> Give me some thumbs up if you're feeling the love and you made it to the end. Um, so if you are finding that this was insightful and at least from any remotely entertaining, even if it was just for a tiny little second, please subscribe. Um, come connect with me on with my Facebook on Abby Pagood or on Capital Health. Visit my Facebook page, um, not my Facebook, but my website page at CapitalHealth.com, which is K-A-P-I-T-O-L. Remember that your body's a monument. Treat it like one. Um, what's really great, guys, is that the website is going to be going through its relaunch in just a couple weeks. Like we are counting down, and once that relaunch hits on the website, you're going to be able to find focus pro programs for purchase um, that'll get hit pretty much any ailment ailment that you want. Any any kind of target spot you're looking for, you're going to find programs. I wrote 20 programs that you're going to be able to get. Before Christmas, guys, before Christmas, there's even, even some Capital Health merch on there that is so funny and could be great Christmas presents. In addition to so many amazing, awesome things, especially the pre-sale of the Capital Health app that will be debuting in the summer of 2022. So the Capital Health app is now becoming legit and is going to be launching in this summer and we are doing pre-sales where you can get three months free if you buy a year subscription or six months free if you buy a two-year subscription and you'd also get a capital health founders t-shirt and automatically have 50 stretching demonstration videos for you to get your body Reduce your aches and pains and prepare your body for movements in the summer of 2022. So with that, please don't forget to subscribe. Um, don't forget to subscribe. You can also reach me on YouTube and Instagram. And just remember, all of you guys are amazing and all of you make an impact. Have a good day.